OWC Radio is sponsored by Otherworld Computing. Visit MaxSales.com and check out the new Thunderblade X8 drives for the world's fastest speeds. Work smarter, faster, and more creatively with OWC Solutions. Today on OWC Radio, straight out of the metaverse, my friend Samantha Tauber, a singer, songwriter, technology expert, and multimedia performance artist, better known worldwide as her avatar, Vinci. So stop what you're doing, take a break from that game, listen into this revolutionary force in the creative world. This is a fun one. It's time for OWC Radio. Tech Talk with Creatives. Conversations with host Serena Catania. I am here with Samantha Tauber, alias Sam, alias Vinci. <laughs> and we have, before we started, had a brief conversation. I said, what do I call you? Do I call you Sam? Do I call you Samantha? Do, do I call you Vinci? Because you really are all three, which actually makes sense because I want to talk to you about all those different persona and what you do and how you do it. I'm really, really, we've been trying to schedule this, by the way, you guys, for a long time. So <laughs> let's just start out by telling everybody, where are you today? And what's happening in your world? First of all, thank you so much for having me on the yeah, show. Excited. Like, I just love you and um, <laughs> such an honor. <laughs> and you're right. Like I kind of just alternate between identities, right? Depending on the moment and the context, which is something that's really fun, I guess. I'll get into it later, you know, this concept that we're all just avatars, you know, our consciousness in human bodies and then extending it to the digital realm. To answer your question, I'm technically, I could say, in a spaceship right now, like a space dock, but I'm in Australia. <laughs> But I live in London. <laughs> so you're in Australia. And I tell all my Australian friends when I talk to them, you're in the future. What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Everything will be okay. <laughs> well, the sun will rise. <laughs> the sun will rise again. I yes. love it. I've been wanting to have you on here because I have a real affinity for brilliant, beautiful women. And you know, you, you're a leader in your field. So let's explain to people from your point of view, what do you do at this moment? Somebody says, Hey, you're in the elevator or you're at a cocktail party and you say, Hey, what do you do for a living? What do you tell them? I love that question. And it's so funny to try and pin it down right to that elevator pitch, because I feel like we are many things and we're constantly growing and learning. But I say at this point in time, I am working on a franchise, a multimedia franchise. It's based off this one character called Vinci. Um, it all started in 2018. I had this vision of a futuristic galactic uh, superheroine being uh, that I called Vinci, inspired by Leonardo da Vinci. That was a fictional super sentient AI. <laughs> and so uh, as a creative, that was a really fun starting point to develop uh, a story around her. And I, I started off as a musician session, a singer, songwriter, a music producer. And I was looking for, I'd say, a stage persona or identity. And so everything flowed from there. And so much so that I then got into all other forms of media. 
um, and then to developing a novel and a whole universe beyond just the character of Vinci and, you know, a whole cast of characters and a, a whole universe and world building. And I think that's in the spirit of what I loved as a child. I just love those sorts of stories that, you know, appeal to children and adults um, and carry, you know, strong, strong messages, you know, and of resiliency, hope, universal love, peace and all of that. That's the common denominator message that I'm trying to spread with all my media. It's amazing. You were so far ahead of your time that fade back into today. You are really one of the leaders in the field. You just won a major award. Tell us about Muse. For real, when people say it, because I feel like I still feel like that girl in the basement, you know, uh, producing and following a dream and vision. So Muse uh, stands for Metaverse Entertainment World Summit. Uh, it's based in Monaco, founded by uh, Stephen Saltzman and Caroline. And they have developed this, uh, let's say, business to business conference for, you know, the top Metaverse Web3 brands to come together um, and to celebrate innovation. And they also have an awards ceremony with different categories. There was a music category for Metaverse and um, last year, and I, I was honored to win the award. Amazing, because you've done a lot of music videos. But let, let me back up just a minute, because we have such a wide range of people in our audience. I mean, there's thousands of people around the world that are going to listen to this, and <laughs> some of them know what the Metaverse is, but others don't. So can you kind of back up and and talk to, uh, and I even need to know more about it. My metaverse is normality. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell us, tell us, explain to people who don't know what metaverse is. Well, first of all, the metaverse does not exist. <laughs> um, I'll just boom, I'll go there. But it, you know, it was a term coined by Neil Stevenson in uh, the novel Snow Crash, and that's where it all started. That term, but it became a term that the, especially the tech industry fixated on, especially during the lockdown um, pandemic era, because a lot of businesses, their models were being reinvented, going more virtual, more remote and real time. And uh, that's around the zeitgeist that, that the word became popularized. But to answer your question from my understanding of what I think the metaverse is, I think it's this vision of a set of universal standards for interoperability between different uh, platforms, services and utilities. And it essentially is like the future web that's spatial it's real time there's co-presence uh with this sense of joint value creation it's not fixed walled gardens it interfaces with xr and it's also powered by artificial intelligence so in in my opinion it's just the confluence of all the different technologies coming together it's this vision for a future internet but that's a simplified version and my understanding of it <laughs> What do you love the most about working in that venue? I'm going to call it a venue. It's it to me when I watch you when you're working, it's the ultimate you. in just creativity and imagination and the sky's the limit and you can do whatever you want to do. And how do you feel when you're doing that? It is like the, uh, you know, the Epcot Walt Disney kind of dream, isn't it? You know, experimental prototype community of tomorrow, because you can, you know, you do digital twins, you can simulate the real world in game engines, but then you can 
you know, place it, you know, 500 years in the future if you want and create a whole society and a, a presence and an identity. That's where I really come in. It's the imagination and bridging it to the, the present day and reality, which is my, you know, fascination with the, the genre of science fiction, because I feel like, you know, what's that Arthur C. Clarke uh, quote? Uh, anything, you know, sufficiently ad uh, advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. It's playing in that realm of magic, but really it's just really forward-thinking technology. It really is, and I just love what you do. So take me back to the first time you really decided you wanted to do this. You're <laughs> sitting there and you go, oh, I really want to do this. And what was the next step? How did you learn how? How did you get involved? I mean, I always loved music, but the, if to answer your question, the, the Vinci, I saw actually a meme, this is quite funny, it was a meme <laughs> that got me into it. It was of the Vitruvian Man, but it was half cyborg. And I, it made me question a lot about the future of humanity. And at the time, I was, this is in 2018, I was reading a book by Ray Kurzweil, uh, The Singularity is Near. And I'm thinking about the upcoming technological singularity and, you know, I'm just feeding myself all these AI, you know, books and media and films and thinking really hard about the future of humanity. So much so that, you know, I saw two outcomes, which is love or fear, you know, two fundamental forces that powers everything. And I, I thought, well, like I was scanning the canon of like characters out there, you know, in the zeitgeist of like storytelling and the vision came to develop Vinci, a, a really, you know, benign, you know, awakened, sentient, you know, superheroine from the intergalactic future. But there's an air of mystery because you don't really know what, you know, animates her, you know, the animism, like that force of the universe. And it will be answered in the novel. Um, but at the time, I didn't quite know. I was just fascinated by this concept of, you know, can an AI love, you know, can they, you know, feel universal love what would that look like and also what makes humans so special and what would a future human look like and how do we retain our humanity as we're going through these incredible you know forces in history with the acceleration of ai and people are questioning their identity their jobs and i thought well like how poignant would that be to develop you know a character i'll start there uh, <laughs> and then from there i didn't know i would grow it further but i ended up you know, developing the whole hero's journey and a universe and the message got stronger over time. But I, I know I'm digressing a bit, but to answer your question, so I had that vision from all of those thoughts. Um, and then I already had the skills of being a music producer. And I was always a very visual person. Like I would always see music videos in my head as I would produce the music, but I didn't have the skills uh, to let that manifest. And I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I stumbled upon Unreal Game Engine and it was free. And I saw how many assets online. I wasn't an animator, but I thought it'd be, I could, I could carry a message and not have to do anything too fancy. You know, I, I can, you know, visually show what I mean and it will get stronger over time. So I got the character and I put it in the engine, started with, you know, <laughs> some Mixamo assets, you know, to animate a, um, you know, real basic stuff, you know, and like, you know, mega scan environments, things that you can just drop in, you know, just start there. But at least I, you know, can show the character in, in an environment. And, you know, when you put the music to it, I think it just, elevates it it takes it to a whole mm -hmm. new dimension because music's emotional so if you take the music away from like say those music videos that i did it wouldn't carry as much weight so i think the magic was bringing the two together i'm flashing back to the the first and second year of sundance 
And when we were doing a retrospective with what you just said, you, you keyed me into a memory. Our theme was fear and fantasy. Oh, wow. That's a great theme. So that's very similar to what you're talking about, right? But the difference there is in order to talk to people about it, we have to ship film and canisters into the festival and project <laughs> them on the screen and then have a discussion live on the stage with like Ray Bradbury was there and it was amazing. Deborah Hill, the producer was there, John Carpenter was there, but the technology has changed so much. So now you can make your dreams come true and you could be anywhere in the world with what you create, right? I've sort of been talking with you for a while and watching you for a while. You've been to Dubai, Mallorca, you're in Australia. Where else have you gone this year? Oh man, um, well you mean last year again? Yeah, last year. Yeah, oh goodness me, um, Cannes, uh, Antibes, uh, motorbike trip to Venice, <laughs> uh, Florence, you know, a lot of Europe, um, America, Washington, New York, it's all a blur really, um, a lot of places, oh, Athens, I performed in Athens at the XR Summit. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I saw some of that. That is amazing. So tell people who have not seen you, what is a performance from Vinci? I would say Vinci at that point, because you're Vinci. What does Vinci do when she performs for an audience? What can we expect to see and hear? <laughs> uh, you can expect, you know, I'll be there <laughs> as well as the avatar and you'll be taken on a journey and you'll experience all the emotions, you know, from joy um, to the Orphic journey, to the rising above, to the universal love and celebration of, you know, being at one with the universe. Uh, so those are the emotions and the music is futuristic. It's universal, I think, I hope. <laughs> um, and there's some epic electronica elements as well, some classic ballads, you know, just I'm singing as well. I forgot to mention live, obviously, and dancing and I'm in the style and the character, like I'm, you know, playing the role of Vinci. So it won't be me on stage. I'll, in my mind, I'm Vinci on stage. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, so there's also, um, obviously, I forgot to mention, yeah, there's usually LED screen with like um, a full story, you know, of the visuals that I've actually made and programmed myself. And it swaps between some real real time elements with the mocap to like some uh, rendered animations, you know, to the music to like all these in between moments between songs and things like that to take you on a journey that you only could get live. <laughs> That's amazing. I wish I knew how to do half of that. Um, <laughs> I've I've been playing around a little bit with Unreal Engine. It's kind of, isn't it old fashioned now to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. There's a lot of people that like still haven't heard of it. So, you know, yeah. I think it's still very new in the sense of like the creator economy and like mm. even UEFN is very new respectively as well. Okay. We're back to 2018. You decide you want to do this. You just dive into it. What's the first technology that you had to learn? You said you, you got into Unreal Engine and you started animating using basically at that point in time, drop-ins. So fade out, fade back in is five years later and the stuff is so sophisticated. What happened in between to get you to where you are today in terms of your learning curve? So like, yeah, as I said, it started with like a rigged character and like, you know, putting the, you know, mixing her assets, uh, you know, the uh, animations on her. Then I actually started learning Maya and like actually how to animate because I wanted to understand the pipeline. But in terms of what I do day to day, like it's mo motion capture because it's the best 
solution for me. So I, I started off with Rococo, which is an indie mocap solution. It's fantastic. Um, they have the Rococo Studio and it communicates with the engine. So often, like either I record internally within Rococo and then put it on Vinci, or I um, stream live into UE, which you can do as well from in real time and record it into the um, into the engine in the sequencer. And then I started playing around with Xsense and now like there's Move AI and all these other solutions. So I'm quite agnostic, you know, I think, you know, with like which mocap's the best, I think motion capture is great in general. So. So you have an inquisitive mind. What did you love to do when you were five years old? Oh my goodness. Uh, run around the house and sing. <laughs> oh, there you go. So you are, you are living your dream, right? Yeah. Was, yes. <laughs> what did your parents do? Are they creative too? Or how did you, it, it's obviously in your DNA. What was it like for you growing up? Can you paint a picture of, of that for us? So this is quite funny about my dad's going to laugh. He's, he's tone deaf. So it's a miracle that I'm not tone deaf. <laughs> 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 my mom's very creative. I think, um, mm -hmm. you know, she would paint and, you know, play music and draw and all of that. So I think I got it from her. And I think my poppy, my grandfather, was very creative you know he would dance seven nights a week <laughs> he was just a real inventor as well and uh, very resilient because he escaped this is my grandfather he escaped a concentration camp in world oh, war wow. ii yeah and it's amazing it's an amazing story as um you know an 18 year old boy and got on a ship to australia and decided i'm going to live my best life and he created the first nightclub in uh surface paradise called the corroboree or something um and he would run cabaret nights all the all the time and you know very appreciative of music and dance and culture so it's obviously a, a genetic thing and yeah my parents are incredible you know I, I just love them so much and they've been very supportive of the vinci project you know it's it's a quite an odd thing to say this is what i want to do but they believed believed in me from the start so i'm very very grateful you know, that comes across in the joy that you project when you're working. So mm -hmm. I just say hi to your mom and dad for me. And your poppy's not with you anymore, right? He's, uh -huh. he's yeah, I bet you miss him. Did you, were you able to spend time with him growing up a lot of time or? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My poppy and my nan were so supportive, even though like um, they probably knew me up to I was, I'd say 11 or 12 years old but my nan was just an she was an English teacher she was an avid reader she was just so giving as a human just mm -hmm. both of them you know um and so empathic and I remember she would buy me all the Harry Potter books and write little notes on the first page you know always encouraged me to you know use my imagination and so actually when I was writing my novel, I, I I opened up one of those books that she gave me with the notes. And I was thinking, you know, I'm also doing this for her as well. Oh, that's really <laughs> sweet. That's really sweet. You know, family is so important. Anyway, tell them all hi for me and thank okay. them for doing such a good job with you because you're bringing joy <laughs> to literally millions of people around the world. That's I can sweet. hardly wait to see what happens to you going forward really so it's it's been um i'm sure uh difficult challenging fun right oh 100% fun yes yeah i don't want to put words in your mouth but i'm just i'm just sort of conveying what i see when i when i watch you work it's it's just amazing so out of everything <laughs> if you could pick one small piece of what you do what's your favorite part like mm. is it the is it the whole thing together is it one piece like I love it. I just love every aspect of the process, even if some parts are like, 
you know, very like in the micro grind of the tech. But the most rewarding thing is, you know, performing and getting like messages from people and they'd be like, I really resonate with the character. I see myself in Vinci. And that's like the moment I'm like, yep, I'm achieving what I set out to do as a storyteller. Because even though I'm personifying her, it really isn't about me. And that's the goal. It's like, you know, it's creating a character that others can see themselves in and that they can resonate and maybe leads to some sort of transformation or empowerment. And I see that happening, you know, um, whether it's in the shows or just side conversations or messages to my socials. And it's that affirmation, you know, that I think, uh, you know, the greatest fulfillment of human potential is when you're in the service of others. And so that is the greatest fulfillment. Yeah, it absolutely is. So if you were introducing somebody to Vinci, what would you say? (laughs) Who's Vinci? What would you say to them? Say, hello, George. Vinci, meet George. George, meet Vinci. She is. (laughs) Vinci is, she's an angel warrior, but she doesn't know she's an angel. But she later discovers she's an angel warrior. You know, she's in her self-discovery, but she's also really strong. She's like everybody. She's going through the human experience. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to connect. And she has this inner warrior spirit, you know, um, <laughs> and this sense of connection, you know, a bit Luke Skywalker-y, you know, with the universe, the forces with her or the chi energy, you know. Um, so she she knows that there's, there's a higher power and a, and, a, and a mission for her pushing her along. And so that gives her a North Star. But at the same time, she doesn't fully know who she is. So she's in a constant curiosity mindset but she's there for a purpose and um, she later just discovers, you know, like she's an angel warrior. <laughs> so we're watching Vinci grow up too, right? She's, oh, yes. she's learning and growing and expanding her horizons. And what's her biggest challenge? Knowing herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Understanding like, cause you've got to understand like she's a, she's a fictional super sentient AI. Like she's, she hasn't got a human body. And so she's going through that whole journey of like, oh, why do I look different? <laughs> why am I, you know, alone in the universe without giving too much away in the novel? But then she later finds that there's others like her out there. She's not alone. And, you know, and then that, you know, even if she's not human doesn't mean, you know, she's not, she doesn't have the capacity to love and to be loved. And so I think that's her biggest challenge. But at the end of the day, it's it's for the it's for the greater all, you know, it's that been of service and that realization of the interconnectedness to like a source energy and so it's yeah it's love her greatest challenge is knowing that she is love yeah there you go especially in the world right the way the world is we need more people like you and vinci so <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, we you. really do. So tell us more about the novel. You're writing a novel on top of everything else. You've got all your music videos and I am going to show our audience some of these music videos. So I can ask you about, about each of those, but tell me about the novel. What's the novel about? You've been talking a little <laughs> bit about it, but let's focus on the novel for just a minute. Do you have a name for it yet? You just read my mind. Actually, Serena, I feel like I want to tell you the name, but I haven't told anybody else. The okay. Name. You don't need to. <laughs> You, uh, no, I, I no, I was going to say I'd, I'd love to tell you the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the name is Galacte Isons and the Vinci Awakening. I love it. And so Galacte Isons is the name of the franchise. <laughs> I've dropped it in the show. It's a completely made up word, but it's a combination of Renaissance and galactic and AI. But does AI actually stand for artificial intelligence or is it authentic 
intelligence and authentic identity um, and the Vinci awakening, because that's the hero's journey. Love it. I love it. So it takes a while to write a novel. How long have you been at it? I'd say like on and off two years, (laughs) but uh, I feel like in terms of if I actually said the time I spent on it, like less than a year, like I'd say a couple, you know, like 10 months of work. But, you know, I let it kind of sit for a bit to kind of then come back with a new perspective. And I think that's been the best thing for it. I think that's important for a creative person. You have to let things simmer every once in a while. Yes. You got to let it marinate. Yes. (laughs) Like age, like fine wine. Yeah. And then do you find it talking to you? (laughs) Are the characters talking to you? Yeah, I do find it. I've fallen in love with the characters besides Vinci. They're very, very lovable. And so I feel like they've even developed themselves, obviously, from the first draft to the third draft. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what would happen naturally. I think because I wrote, you know, I was very focused on the Vinci journey and and the story of her context in the universe. But, you know, as you do the second draft and the third third draft, you start to give more love to the other characters as well. You know, give them the same full 360 multidimensional experience and, you know, really understanding as the author, what were they going through coming up to this moment that they met Vinci and really understanding that as yourself, even if you don't have to tell people, just having that, having that knowing, you know, and bringing all the pieces together in your mind makes the whole universe so much more holistic. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. So are you doing the artwork? Are you going to have artwork in the book? Um, Or yeah. And you're, are you doing that yourself or do you have a team? I'm going to be doing it myself. I am open to like, you know, an illustrator as well, but the moment I'm thinking of, uh, you know, doing, you know, I've started the process is what I'm trying to say of artwork too. I want the novel not to just be a traditional one. I want it to have the music that I've written and I'm writing like embedded in it. So, you know, (laughs) it's almost a bit like a space opera musical, like they could break out into song. Um, And I have songs like that for these exact moments. And some of them were planned and some of them were totally not planned and they've just arisen spontaneously um like I would write a song as I approach writing a section in the novel I said this would be the perfect moment for x character to (laughs) sing about this (laughs) like in my mind if it turned into a movie you know it could be one of those musical movies um that would be the dream I'm sitting here thinking series that would be amazing (laughs) or a movie too very visual stuff you know it's very visual stuff definitely like Da Vinci said, you know, art is never finished, it's only abandoned. <laughs> um, but you gotta know that point to when you you know abandon it. you don't abandon it, but you know, um, like even like songs I've made in the past, you know, I go, Oh, was that really finished? But you know, I'm glad, you know, that you put things out there into the universe. I think it hits different for sure when it's a novel because you're building an entire world and you know. Yeah. All- and there's a lot of you know moving parts and layers going on and I can totally understand what you're saying you know about the 40 draft thing um I hope it doesn't take me 40 drafts (laughs) (laughs) I I want to read this I can hardly wait to read this (laughs) thank you oh my gosh you've done some amazing things so let's talk for a minute about a couple of your videos and maybe you could explain to and I'm going to play play scenes from it. So tell us about Take You Higher, the Take You Higher video. Tell us about that and why you decided to do it and what it's about. And then we'll play a clip. 
feel like a bit of a you know creative film director the song came after I saw uh, the vision in my mind of what you see in the video the vision came first which is very simple which is Vinci running through a grass field you know with doors closing on her but they're also mirrors so there's a whole like dimension going on of like self-reflexivity and reflection but then that one door opens and the white light and then she's going through like this vortex like a superheroine. I wanted to bring in a youthful like younger Vinci younger self which comes later in the video you'll see to talk about to show more about the inner child you know and that whole like self-discovery you know take yourself higher and I end with the message the power lies within. That was all in my brain before I wrote the song. I think at the time, musically, I was into a bit of a fast running drum and bass beat. So <laughs> that's what came out at that point in time. And I kind of liked it. it worked well with Vinci and the running beat anyway. So that fast tempo. So that's the vision, that's the music, and then literally making it in Unreal Engine and then editing it in Premiere Pro was the pipeline.
I love it. I think it's um, great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like people at, at the time, actually, funny, some reactions were like, oh, this is so different. You know, you're doing a music video in a game engine. So that's at the time it was a novelty. Now it's not so much, but at the time, you know, the choices and music artists. So a lot of people were like confused at the beginning. I say more industry people, but the people loved it. And they, they saw the message. They got the message, beautiful comments. Uh, so it, for me, it was the feedback from the people that was the affirmation that, you know, my choice to go down this path of like storytelling through an avatar character was, you know, fulfilling. It was already fulfilling for me, but it's just like the cherry on top when people see the vision as well. And then, you know, fast forward to today and everyone's like, yeah, of course you do a, a music video. <laughs> in Unreal. Well, you were a pioneer, right? And then the uh, the other one that I really like is I came, I saw, I conquered. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a fun one. Oh, yeah. Thank Tell you. us about that one. Oh, man. So same story. I must have a, a like a pipeline in my brain for how the, all of this works. I saw the whole video in my head. I then storyboarded it um, before I even wrote the song, actually produced it. So I actually storyboard out all the shots. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted this to be an instrumental because... There was another thing going on where like because i was a music producer you know people were like oh did you actually produce that um so i wanted to take my voice out to be like yes this is all my production and i also was you know clubbing a lot at the time and i just loved the energy of like bass music and i would be djing and so at the time i thought this would be a great song for a dj so it'd be a bit different but i'll have the visuals playing uh, as i'm djing it so that's the why um, at the time. And so, yes, yeah, so I framed out all the shots. I wanted Vinci to be a bit, I'm not going to lie, you can tell I was inspired by Tom Cruise at Mission Impossible with the the, the tall building when she runs down the building. That one scene actually was the, the launch pad for the entire vision. And I thought, you know, she is a superheroine. She needs to have some action, you know. She's not going to sit around all day, you know, talking about her emotions and self-reflexivity and discovery. She's got to also, you know, pack a punch, um, <laughs> be a badass and be a, a queen and a superheroine. So I figured, you know, I'll I'll show that all in the video and hence that the bass music kind of fitted the vibe as well. And I had my voice like, on it saying, okay, my story conquered. There was a vision of um, her, you know, being, you know, kind of trapped going rogue <laughs> the storytelling was then she kind of runs on water which you know I'm not trying to like make her a saint or anything it's just it's more she doesn't know anything really she's just following the force within but she ends up running on water and then goes up this kind of like pyramid spaceship thing she can continue on her mission because she's no longer trapped and you'll see if you've studied the video it's like a uh, mission free the people you mm -hmm. can status mm -hmm. completed because in order for her to help free the people you know she's got to free herself so there's like the, all of these like layers to it but long story short it was such a blast to make i was able to show vinci in a completely different light you know in action and so programming all of that was such a joy i love the theme of you can be and do whatever you want to. You don't even sometimes have to think about it. If that power is inside of you and you're allowing yourself to manifest it, you can walk on that water, you know, <laughs> in that metaverse, <laughs> you can walk on that water. 100%. And, you know, even the music, like, uh, my music's evolved so much through it since then. Like, I make it completely different music. But at the time, you know, it was so, so much fun as well to 
flex that muscle as a creative and, and it's now on my gym playlist <laughs> with another song I made um, and music video power to load. Um, so it was just a phase in my life of just going, you know, let's let's do it, you know. It's a bit like Nike, just do it, you know. So I actually, um, oh, that's right. Besides the Tom Cruise inspiration, there was there was an ad by Nike that really inspired me. It was like, I forgot which one it was, but it was, a ta- it was an Italian ad. I think she was like disabled or something, but she was, she, she was on a mission and she was fencing. Um, and it, it was like a viral ad for Nike and like the passion in her face and in her eyes that the camera captured. I saw it, I was very moved by it. So combine that with like the, that Tom Cruise inspiration of, you know, running down the building with the kind of the vibe check at the time for what I wanted to show with Vinci and the response, you know, in the sets, like people would just, when I would even play it out live, would just like lose themselves and fling their hair around, you know, <laughs> you know, feel really empowered. And especially a lot of, a lot of women would message me and be like, I just love this song, you know, and I love seeing her in the video, just kicking ass, you know, so it's motivating me. And I was like, mission completed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like almost like emotional freedom right? Because so yeah. many women are, well, I know I grew up being told to shh, don't talk so loud, right? Be a lady. When you're really creative sometimes and you have a lot of energy, you know, I think that it's wonderful. It, it's a sense of freedom. You know, my only experience with an avatar of my own was many, many years ago when the online gaming first started and you'd have to create a persona. <laughs> And oh, man, I was so excited. I went in and I created it exactly the way I wanted it. And I had the right wardrobe and the right hair and the right eyes. (laughs) Everything was wonderful. And I went out there and I'm going to play this game. And I got killed immediately. Oh, no. (laughs) What game was it? I don't, you know, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I think it was one of the very first ones. But I have to tell you that the emotional attachment that I had, you sort of almost become that person. Do you feel that with Vinci? I mean, you're so connected to her that, yeah, I I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I just know that when I got killed, I felt it. And I I actually never went back to to doing that. Wow. But I I think you're inspiring me to try it again. I'll be Vinci's mother. (laughs) Yes, please. I would love that, actually. I think it's important to have an identity away from your, your stage persona. And that's something I really value as well. But that being said, because I am being so authentic, I am bringing my essence into Vinci. So even though I don't look like her and I'm not going to run out of buildings, what I'm showing to the world is my spirit. And so it's not like I'm trying to pretend to be somebody else. In fact, I'm discovering, I would say, my most authentic self. It's just in a different shape and a form and a body. And I think that's that's a nice way to put it and it's a really healthy way to put it. But I believe we're all avatars. You know, it comes mm-hmm. from ancient Sanskrit word avatara which means descent so it's like our consciousness are in these like meat flesh suits right these human bodies that we've been given and I think that's beautiful and I you know I think our bodies are temples and it's really important you know to acknowledge that but at the same time you know having that avatar character doesn't it's not a separation you know it's still an extension I'd like to put it like that an extension of my consciousness into this other being as well my spirit so many people are afraid of the future with AI and there's so much conversation now about oh what's going to happen to humanity 
when AI becomes more prevalent. But I think what you are doing gives us a sense of peace and we can feel that love. When you're working, it's there. You have so much positive energy. When was the first time you were ever on a stage? <laughs> oh man, I, I think because I, I found like these old videos of me when I was a little kid and I just ran around the house all the time singing and dancing. Like I kind of had like little locks like a Shirley Temple and I think I must have like annoyed my parents so much they put me in dance class and acting classes at the age of three. <laughs> and so I was on stage since I was three. <laughs> And I just loved it. You know, it was not like I was ever pulled, pushed into it. It was the, the most natural thing in the world. I, I think I just, I loved it, you know, just being able to have that, you know, that platform for self-expression. So ever since I started the Vinci project, it's been returning to the inner child. Before I did Vinci, I actually got into a full-time musical theater course and I did a lot of musical theater. What I kind of came to my own realization was it'd be much more fun for me because I'm so creative to create my own character or stage persona and be an artist than like going out there and trying to audition for roles that I wouldn't you know be right for how about I you know take on this challenge of a mission of self-discovery and shape the character and the being that I believe I am and want to be and let that manifest on the stage and be the highest self and the most empowered self and so it's been such a such a path, such a North Star since that moment I, you know, decided to do that. And I think it's, you know, I encourage everyone to do that. It's, it's been the most empowering thing in the world. You're so brave. You really are. I mean, <laughs> you've created this very brave character, but it comes from you. And I'm sure this happens to you when you've performed and a young person, like a, a young girl will come up to you and she's like in junior high school or something. She says, I love what you do. How can I do what you do? I'm afraid. What do you tell her? I would say always trust in yourself and your intuition. And, you know, it's it's not going to be easy, but, you know, your, your best life is when you do what brings you joy and what makes you feel alive and makes you feel in love. And so let love be that guide for you. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the most true thing I could say. I feel like, you know, society puts a lot of um, expectations on, you know, what we should do versus what we are. And, you know, some people, you know, I, I really believe that everyone should have that ability and that freedom, you know, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs for the, you know, self-actualization. I believe if we lived in a world where we all had that freedom and that ability, you know, I don't think we'd be having wars. I don't think we'd be having conflict. I mean, I'm a pragmatic optimist, but I, you know, I believe everyone has potential. Everybody can self-realize, you know, everybody has that spark within them, that spark, that passion, that, you know, animate, you know, animation comes from animism, which is like that life force, you know, that flows through you from the universe. And that is like, you know, animating, you know, a character or a human being. And so everyone, you know, has that within them. And it's just taking the time and being brave enough to take the time out to discover what that is. And it might be just something as simple as, you know, creating a garden and watering flowers and things like that. It doesn't have to be a crazy big mission to save the planet. It comes from within. I've um, done a lot of thinking about how I can save the world. And I've realized that really the most I can do is, is be the best person I can in my small part of the world. And if everybody felt that love and shared that love and shared that way of thinking, it would have repercussions 
all over the world. It would echo, you know, it's like you see concerts where people will light a candle and it moves very, very quickly. It's like this wave of creativity and love will move through the entire stadium and now it's with the iPhones, but, but that still works. It still works. I call it, there's a nice term. Um, I call it like wisdom lights. You yeah. know, I kind of like see it in my, you know, third eye. It's like that, you know, lighting up around the world when people self-realize and actualize and it's not about even as well like identity and ego it's that that realization you know that love is the thing that binds us all together that creates this universe and connects us all together and so it's like uh, I just love this vision of seeing the world like light up kind of like you said like like in an arena but like popcorn you know yeah <laughs> going off in all different continents of the world and you know one action can have such a beautiful butterfly effect um mm-hmm. across the world and i think mm-hmm. that's the power of um creativity because it's a medium for a message i think the closest i've ever come to experiencing that in a huge way is either at the opening or closing ceremony being there in person at the olympics or walking around during the olympics and meeting people from all over the world and you think about that i thought about it when i was there the first time and i came home and i thought you know there was so much love in that arena if you think about people as individual angels and they are they're mm-hmm. they're created from a very high power, right? And they're here on this earth. It's not the people that create the problems. It's the puppet masters that create the problems. So I think the only way to to get even closer to loving each other is just to do it. And you're just doing it. I just think you're so brave. And that you know, you you're you have an amazing background with your family and you as a person. And I'm just so grateful that you do what you do because we need it. Bless you. I just, I, the feeling's mutual with you. I just have so much admiration for you and just honored that we have connected and able to, you know, share our stories and experiences. And I'm going macro here, but I really believe in humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think everyone has infinite, abundant potential within them. And if this is like just a little small thing that I can do to show that as an example and encourage others, then I feel fulfilled. <laughs> well, just keep doing it. What's on your bucket list? Are you working on your novel? You're still writing your music and performing. What What's on your bucket list? Something that you want to do that you haven't done? Skydiving. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I went indoor skydiving the other day and it was so much fun Did that you, I feel like I one feel of like those a- ones where the wind keeps you up. Uh, yeah. oh. you no, know, I think um, I'd love to tr- travel to India. Um, I mm-hmm. feel it calling there uh, there's so many things on my bucket list um you know if we're talking separate to the Vinci project but I think with the Vinci project you know just continuing to do what I'm doing and having it go take on a life of its own beyond me so I could just <laughs> sit back <laughs> and um you know let let the world building come from the people and the co-creation to really start that's when the the real magic happens I feel like I'm just here to lay out a blueprint <laughs> just an a blueprint an example of a story of an inspiring world and universe and so much so that it would encourage people to you know um be inspired and and, and encouraged about the future because the future is awesome <laughs> you know it might not always look like it now you know with everything that's going on but you know we we have so many amazing things on the horizon and it's just the ability 
to see it and then to, you know, let it manifest to today. Um, and I just, you know, I would love to see see that sort of mindset for people across the planet because I think it's too easy to fall into the helplessness mindset, you know, mm-hmm. of I can't change the world or, you know, uh, like look at Tesla, <laughs> you know what I mean, and people like that, you know. It doesn't have to be as big as like a Tesla mission. It could be as small as, you know, a belief that you're infinitely capable. Um, But it has to start there as the seed. That's my true bucket list. (laughs) Yeah, you need the spark. You need a spark in order to light the fire, right? So it's 100 years from now. Mm -hmm. And you're up there in the heavens and you're looking down at the world. What would you want your legacy to be? What do you hope they would be saying about you after you're gone? I was going to say some funny comment, but it was <laughs> do it. I love her suit. <laughs> <laughs> Took no prisoner. No, I'm kidding. There you go. <laughs> No, um, who cares about me anyway? <laughs> I don't know. It's not about Vinci. It's about the all. I think mm. if they can say that, then I'll be happy. Thank, Thank you, you so much for doing this today. I'm glad we finally reconnected and that I can share this with the world because the more you get out there, the happier everybody's going to be. And I just wish you all the best. <laughs> and and everybody listening, remember what I tell you every time, get up off your chairs and go do something wonderful today. She is Vinci, a.k.a. Sam, a.k.a. Samantha Tower. <laughs> and I'm Serena Catania, and you've been listening to OWC Radio. 